You're listening to the Bring the Light podcast, episode number 37. Hey, this is Liz Watt. Do you know you have a light within you just waiting to be shared with this world? Everything we do in this life either increases or diminishes this light. But as we become more aware of this light, this light can become our ultimate guidance emotionally, physically, and spiritually. So I want to ask you, do you want to take a journey with me? Do you want to take a journey together and bring our light to this world? If so, let's shine for all to see. So I um, want to welcome you guys to learning to listen. Um, I It was probably about November. I just had this feeling that we need to start to learn to listen a lot more and that I needed to do a class because I have been able to work with different clients and um, they've been able to gain a stronger relationship um, with Heavenly Father through the Spirit. And so we need to be able to, um, with things that are coming ahead, then we we just need to learn to know how to listen through the chaos that's coming to us throughout life, just different things that are happening. And so as we know, there is this, this quote, Melissa, do you want to read that? This is a quote that we hear often all the time. In the coming days, it will not be possible to survive spiritually without the guiding, directing, comforting, and constant influence of the Holy Ghost. President Nelson. So can you guys tell me examples of of how you know that this is true? I think in the world, I mean, all we have to do is listen to the radio or um, the news. We know what's going on and there's so many voices that um, if we're only listening to one of those voices and it's wrong, we're, we're already in trouble. <laughs> it seems like everywhere we turn, we're being indoctrinated with what they want us to believe, what the media wants us to believe, what um, just different, different, even like different leaders, um, you know, of the, the country or Wherever we turn, it's what is it that they want us to believe and what it needs to come down to. What this quote is telling us is that we have to get to the point to where we have such a strong relationship with the Spirit, with the Holy Ghost, that it is, it's not going to be a question of what we need to do because of all the chaos that's going to, that's coming. Now, I want to quickly tell you about a dream, and I, I've probably told, um, I've told you and some other people of, of my dream, but it's been about five years ago I had this dream that it was a huge storm that came, um, 14 feet of snow, and roofs were um, torn off. And then, um, like holes were in the roofs and things like that. And a guy was going around trying to help people to fix their roofs because it was, um, such a bad storm that came. And anyways, in my roof, in my bedroom, I had a hole. And as I was looking through this hole, a tunnel of snow, the guy looked, this guy was going around seeing who needs to have help. And as I look up, this guy was looking down in my the hole in my roof, and he said, do you want me to help you fix your roof? And I said, yes. And he goes, see those scriptures on your nightstand. Open up to Second Thessalonians, and it will teach us what we need to do to fix your roof. And I ended up waking up shortly after that. And I went to my scriptures, and I read about what it says and if you go to um the second thessalonians is all about the second coming there's three chapters 
chapter 1, 2, and 3. And they all talk about um, the second coming. And so I realized that this was a dream for our family to be able to prepare and also to safeguard our house because we don't know. You know, I didn't have my roof torn off, but I had a hole in my roof and I need to prepare for what's coming. And so if we go to chapter 2 and 2 Thessalonians, verse 1 through 3, it says, Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that you be not so shaken in your mind or be troubled, neither by the Spirit, nor by the Word, nor by the letter as from us, as the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that the man of sin be revealed the son of perdition. So here it talks about that we, we cannot let our minds be shaken, and that we have to, we can't be troubled, um, we have to listen to the Spirit. But one thing that really shook me there is in um, verse 3, it talks about how there's going to be a falling away first before Christ comes. And in the chapter heading, it says in chapter 2, apostasy is to precede the second coming. So that means within um, that there's going to be a great apostasy within the church before Christ comes. We need to be strong and um, spiritually strong for um, the times that come ahead and um, it was just like what Brenda said that you know we don't know of you know we we listen to the news and we hear everything that's happening and we know that the Savior is coming soon because of the signs that are given to us but we also know that there's going to be a great destruction that's going to come first, and we have to be grounded. Um, some of the things that I wrote down is the things that will be coming. Um, evil will be good, and good will be evil. And I, can, I think that we see that in our days right now. It's hard to know the truth, or what, what's the truth and what's not the truth, because so many people are are um, working on their emotions. They're not trying to determine what is what's good or bad. They're just trying to work. They're working on their emotions. Um, the influence of social media, um, wanting to be like others, or thinking that um, you can never be like you could never have or be something that that is good because the social media is teaching us otherwise um, busyness we are so inundated with busyness and keeping so much of our schedule that we can't we can't even take that time to just listen and so I think these are all of the things that are causing us to have holes in our roof that we need to really focus on um, on what the Spirit is saying. So I I believe while I believe that as um, I've noticed this as I've worked with my clients that God is always speaking to us, and sometimes we hear, "Oh, He's." He might not be telling you something right now. That's why you don't hear it. Or um, we also get in our heads that we're not worthy enough to be able to get this guidance and counsel. But I have come to believe for myself, and hopefully you guys can believe this too, that actually God is always talking to us. He is always talking to us. Um, that... Maybe it's just that we're not listening. And maybe something is in the way for us to not listening. You know, I have a picture right here of a radio because I kind of feel like, you know, we've all, um, Brenda, I know that you for sure had the dial tones of the radio, right? And uh, Melissa, I don't know if you had one of those growing up, but if you didn't have the dial to the specific place, what happened? 
Static. There's a lot of static, right? Yeah, there's a lot of static and you can't hear it. And I feel that all of these things that we are adding into our life is causing static to be able to hear the spirit. But if we learn how to fine tune how to listen to the spirit, then we can remove that static and we don't have to, um, we don't have to have those distractions that are within us that we know how to get to a place within our, within our mind and in our heart to be able to listen to the spirit. You know, I started to get to a point where there was a time in my life and I really feel that, that we have obstacles come to us in our lives so that we can fine tune this. If Heavenly Father didn't give us these obstacles, then we wouldn't be able to learn to fine tune, be able to listen to the Spirit. And there was a time in my life where I got really sick and I had to turn to Heavenly Father. And he had told me, he said, I need you to learn a trait to help and serve others, but you first have to heal yourself. And so I asked, well then, how was it, what do I need to do to heal myself? And in that process, I totally turned to Heavenly Father every single morning. Every morning, I asked him, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? And he would give me little pieces every single day. Now, in the, in the end, my body did make a huge turn and it was able to, um, I, my body was able to restore. I had so many things that was, was going on with it. Do I still have some problems today? Yes, I do. I do. I still have some things, but that gives me an opportunity to go to Heavenly Father and ask him what, what some new things that I need to do. Um, through that process, I was able to really strengthen that relationship with Heavenly Father. And even though I don't like the fact that my body's not always functioning to the best that I want it to be, I'm so grateful that I um, that I that I chose that I was able to go through that experience and gain a greater relationship. So. I want you to ask yourself, why is it that you chose that you wanted to take this class? You know, what is it that you need to strengthen? How is it that, um, what kind of a relationship do you want to have that's better with Heavenly Father? And I want you to kind of think about that, that what are your needs that you have and why you want to strengthen your relationship with Heavenly Father? Um, so I do this picture of, of this beautiful picture and we're able to see, um, a path and it's a path that's going towards light. And so, um, I personally feel that the shift that is happening to us is taking us away from this light. And so I want you to think about in your life right now of things in your life that are taking you away from the light. And just take a moment and just try to think about different things in your life that are taking you away from the light. Hi, Debbie. Thanks for joining us. We're talking about right now that um, this is a picture of going of the of a path to the light. 
and that we're talking about different things right now that are taking us away from the light of Christ. What are the different things we are? So if you could just take a moment and think about that and write them down. Okay, so um, hopefully you're able to get a few of those. And does anybody want to share some of those things? Or it's easy to feel the light when we're working on church assignments. <clears throat> but when we're working on politics, it is. I, you know, Brenda, you are one of our representatives in our area, and you probably have to be involved a lot with politics. But then you also have had the opposite of being able to work in a temple. And you probably have noticed a huge difference with that. Yeah, that keeps me balanced. But, um, there's so many things that come in the mail to me because of the being a representative for the area um, and the Republican Party. And every single almost every letter that comes to me is asking for a donation. So I look at him and I think, yes, it's a good thing, but where's the most important thing that I do? You know, what's, what's, um, what am I supposed to be doing? Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's really hard to distinguish that. But like you said, when you're doing stuff that is within the church with that's focusing more on Christ, that's what's leading you to the light. And so you you name that right is about how do we create that balance in our life that will teach us to go towards that light rather than the darkness that we feel when we get distracted all the time. Um, one of the biggest questions that I get from when I talk to my clients or just other people is they say, Liz, how do I feel, how can I feel the spirit more? Like, what do I need to do? And, you know, I'm not going to tell you that, oh, if you do this, it's going to, your, your communication with the Heavenly Father is going to grow because that is something between you and Heavenly Father and your path. But um, if we realize that Heavenly Father's arms are always open for us to go towards Him, then we know that there is a path to Him that we can hear, that we can hear Him. Um, I believe that all of us were given tasks that we needed to do here on earth. And that Heavenly Father is constantly telling us of these tasks that we need to do and if we look at the scriptures um, we know we find out that we are no we are the same as those people that are in the scriptures that we hear about all of the lessons that we learn in the scriptures we also are being asked to do some of these tasks and it might be different you know, um, like Noah was asked to build a boat. Nephi was asked to build a boat, right? Uh, Moses parting the Red Sea. Um, Jonah, he ha was asked to go to Nineveh and was swallowed up by a fish. You know, um, Daniel and the lion's den. We have all of these stories in there where Heavenly Father asked them to do something and he asked them to do different tasks and you right now are just like those people in the scriptures and we might not be ha we might might not have scriptures that are telling us to do this but you have these tasks also and how important it is that it's right that you're living right now in these times when our savior is going to be coming soon and so your tasks are just as important as those that were 
that we read about in the scriptures. And if we realize how important those tasks are that he gave us, then I think we would take um, more time understanding what those are. And we would take more time listening and also take the time to be able to follow through with them. We wouldn't let the distractions get get in he- get ahead of us. Um, hey, Liz, can I say a couple things? I need to I need to be going, but um, I wanted to share. Um, this has reminded me of um, possibly my all time favorite scripture, um, and it says, "And there are many among us who have many revelations, for they are not all stiff necked." And as many as are not stiff-necked and have faith, have communion with the Holy Spirit, which maketh manifest unto the children of men according to their faith. Um, When I was first learning that revelation, personal revelation was actually, you know, available to me, um, I started finding scriptures like this um, that kind of teach, you know, how we want to have, what's that, Brenda? What's that reference? What, what did you say? Oh, sorry. That's Jerem 1. It's Jerem 1, 4. Thank you. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, that's okay. Um, but I love that. And then not long ago, I was listening to a talk by Elder Bednar. I think it was given at the MTC. And he talked about, you know, that people constantly, he says, everywhere I go to speak, one of the main questions I get asked is, how do I know if it's the spirit or if it's me? Mm-hmm. And he said, I'm going to say, stop worrying about it. And then he shared some really, really neat experiences that at the moment that they were happening, he had no idea that he was following the spirit. But let's say 20 years later, he learned the rest of the story. Um, and I would highly recommend, I, I'll see if I can find the talk, but I would high rec, highly recommend listening to it because he, basically he gave, he was a missionary and I believe it was Elder Packer came through his mission and for some reason the mission president wasn't available and he, and he and his companion met with them, took them and fed them, gave them, um, before they got on their train to their next location, he gave him 20 marks. Uh, Elder Bednar gave Elder Packer 20 marks just in case they got hungry and needed to buy food on the train. And that I mean, that was the thought that Elder Bednar had. And he said, and 20 marks was a decent amount of money at the time. Um, but anyway, basically, Elder Packer goes, um, get he and his wife get on the train and they're traveling through and they end up going through um, um, East Germany. Mm -hmm. And at the point where they're going through East Germany, they start asking for passports. And Sister Sister Packer, for some reason, her passport did not have the right information on it that they they wanted them to have in order to keep them in order to let them go through. And so Elder Packer was able to give this 20 marks to these soldiers or whoever they were that were asking for for the passports and they let them through. And Elder Bednar did not learn about that until 20 years later when he was a stake president and President Packer came to their area and spoke and he said, President Packer, you may not, or Elder Packer, you may not remember me, but you know, I was a missionary in this mission, da 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 And he said, and, I, and he said, and Elder Packer interrupted him, cut him off and told the rest of the story. Said, you fed us this, you gave me 20 marks, you did this, all of this. All, and then he told him how that 20 marks had saved them a lot of trouble at that border. And Elder Bednar said, I had followed the spirit. I had no idea that that's why I had given them that money. But 
He said, stop worrying about whether or not it's the spirit telling you to do something. And if you feel like you should do something, just do it. And anyway, the, and then there's even more to the sort, like it continues. Yeah, it is a really good talk. And so if you guys want to go listen to it, it is, um, I think he gave it to in education week. I think I don't think it was a conference talk. I think it was an MTC. I think he was talking to missionaries in the one that I heard. The yeah, one I it heard was it something, in, but something like that. So yeah. yes, it's called not worrying about yeah, it. That's what it is. Yep. The way that we um, learn to how to listen, though, is that we have to be we have to go to Christ and we have to learn of Christ. We have to um, know how he taught, how um, he learned. And so if we go to, um, cause he's our greatest example. I really feel that Heavenly Father did not give us Christ to say, don't you wish you could be like him? But he actually gave us him to say, you can be like him. And so that is where we find out how we listen to the Spirit is by how He acts and how He teaches. And if we go to, um, so Doctrine and Covenants 636. Um, Debbie, do you think you can read that? Yes. <laughs> what was it? Doctrine and Covenants? 636 and it's on the screen you can see it on the screen look unto me in every thought doubt not fear not and then in a doctrine and covenants 1923 do you want to read that one too learn of me and listen to my words walk in the weakness of my spirit and ye shall have peace in me sorry that was supposed to be meekness not weakness <laughs> Oh, okay. I guess I'm supposed to. It didn't make sense, but I was reading what was there. <laughs> I know it's meekness, but that's what happens when you have um, um, someone like me writing it down, right? <laughs> <laughs> We're all there. We're all there, Liz. <laughs> well, weakness is a word, so I guess you know. But we are all weak. <laughs> so, the way that we come into Christ is we look of Him. We learn from him, we listen to his words, and we walk in his meekness. These are the ways that we learn how to communicate better with the Spirit. And during these next four weeks, we are going to be going over um, looking unto him, learning from him, listening from him, and walking with him. So... What the, my biggest lesson that I want to to teach to you guys today? Um, let's see. You know, are we ready to get to work? And this is the lesson that I want you to learn today: is that I feel that the biggest way that we can listen to the Spirit is that we have to fine tune what our heart is telling us. Heavenly Father has told us that he will tell us in our heart and, and in our mind. One of the problems is, is with our mind is we start playing mind games. He might tell us something and then all of a sudden we're like, did he really tell me that? Is that really true? Do I really know that? Um, and then we'll start reading some things and our mind will just get really confused. But with our heart, our heart will not lie to us. Our heart cannot be distracted by these outside things. And so if we can fine tune what our heart is telling us, then we will never go astray. And I think that that is the biggest clue right there of fine-tuning what our heart is saying to us. Now, our heart is not something that is just tangible. Uh, knowing what our heart is saying is not something that's tangible because it's not something that we can um, work out in our mind, but it's a feeling that we have within us. 
And if we can learn what our heart is telling us, then we won't be deceived in these last days, that we will have um, that constant guidance that was that is within us. And if we understand what that what the heart is saying, this can be your guide for anything in your life. So I want to, what we're going to do this week is I believe that every time that we meet together, you have to have an assignment for the week. Uh, because there's so, there's, I've had so many people come in to see me and um, they've had really good intentions that they wanted to do something, but they haven't wanted to put in the work. And it's during that work that we're able to gain a, um, a better perspective, a better relationship. Um, we'll, we're able to use that muscle so much more throughout that week. So this week, what I want you to do is I really want you to focus on what the heart is feeling. And I'm going to give you some examples that we're going to go through right now. And I want you to um, see the difference of what the heart feels like. Before we start, though, does anybody want to give any, um, say anything or? Yeah, Liz? Yes, uh-huh. Um, the thing that keeps popping up in my mind when you're talking about this is sometimes I'm my own worst enemy. I get in my way of allowing the Lord to help me because I think I can do it better or I need to do it faster. So I, I appreciate you saying that we need to focus on what our heart's telling us and not always what our head is telling us. And it is so true. And you know what? I get my, even though I do so much work with, um, with listening to the spirit because I have had many miracles that have happened to me because of listening to the Spirit. Um, and it has showed me so many times the importance of listening to the Spirit. I still get in my way all the time because our mind is so distracted by so many different things. And Debbie, you're right. Like, we second-guess that so many times in our lives, but our heart will always tell us the truth and so I think that is so important so I want you to I'm going to turn on I want you to see the difference between and I want you to pay attention as we go through some of these things I want you to pay attention to what your heart is saying um, I want to tell you this really quick though is that um, last year I was released but for the four years before that I was the primary president and I really felt that I needed to teach these kids how to listen to the Spirit because I felt like this is the rising generation that's going to have a lot of distractions in their lives. And so one way that I would teach them, and we would do this almost every Sunday, is I would have them, and if you guys want to follow along, put their hand on their heart, and then we would breathe and take in like three breaths and and then I would ask them what does your heart feel like and it was such a spiritual experience because they were able to put their hand on their heart with that's how Heavenly Father speaks to us and they were able to feel what the Spirit feels like and they were able to understand what that felt like and when we had like a, a moment in primary that it was like a spiritual moment I would say put your hand on your heart and they would put their hand on their heart and be like do you feel that because it's learning to recognize what that feels like is the most important okay so um Okay, so what we're going to do is um, I want you to think of a relationship in your life. Um, think of a relationship that you cherish. 
And as we're doing this, I want you to just be fine-tuned on your heart, what your heart is thinking. So think of a relationship that you cherish. See how you are laughing with each other. You're sharing memories together. You have a really good, um, you, you love being with each other. You're holding hands, you're hugging, you're laughing. You just feel that genuine love towards each other. Do you notice how in your heart, when I say that, it feels like it leaps forward? Do you notice that feeling that you get of leaping forward? That is what is drawing us towards something that's good. Okay, now I want you to think of a relationship that brings chaos and instability. There's fighting, there's yelling, um, you feel insecurity in the relationship. You, you struggle to be around him. You just feel like this overwhelming um, gloominess when you're around them. Now I want you to feel what your heart feels like. Do you feel it starting to depress? Do you feel it starting to go down? That is the difference of how our heart speaks to us. Are we leaping forward? Are we doing something that is bringing us down? Okay, so now I want you to think of something in nature, okay? Pretend you're looking out a window. You see birds flying. You see when you see the the leaves are being blown by the by the wind that's coming through. You see this beautiful sunset that is pink and orange in the sky is just beautiful. You hear a river running down and you see a beautiful waterfall. You find a small little ladybug in your bush. I know that you've experienced these moments in your life and what did your heart feel like? It felt like you wanted more. It felt like you want to partake more of that. Now I want you to think of those images we've seen before of like the oil in the ocean and all of these dead birds are coming up to, um, they're coming up and they, they have oil covered all over them. You, you're, the shores are completely black, dead fish floating everywhere. And then think about how that makes you feel inside. Like you just feel like it's depressing it down. Your heart is being depressed down. Before when you saw like this beautiful sunset, it's like your heart wanted to leap forward. But now it's bringing you down. Another one is... Think of something that makes you smile, something that laughs, so something that makes you laugh and brings excitement. Think of a place that took your breath away because of how beautiful it was. Think of a time you felt safe, full of love, and full of peace. What is your heart doing? Do you feel it leaping forward? Now I want you to think of something that is old and dirty, something that is destructive, something that brings you insecurity. I want you to think of your heart now. Is it going forward or is it being held back? Now I want you to imagine seeing a beautiful garden. And if we could all see Brenda's garden, you'd know exactly what garden I'm talking about. <laughs> Brenda has a beautiful garden that's on with us today. I want you to think of picking something from that garden and putting it in your mouth. 
the taste of the fresh goodness of the tomatoes and the peas, the beans, the squash. Think of the vibration of that fresh, those fresh vegetables and the fresh fruit off the trees. Now I want you to think of the feeling you get within you when you have greasy, fattening foods, things full of sugar, the sickness that you feel inside from indulging yourself with too much food, and this food is just sitting in your stomach, um, not being digested properly. Okay, now um, I'm actually going to play a couple songs for you. And I want you to notice what your heart does with these songs. Um, okay, so... Can you hear that? Okay, when you listened to that song, what did your heart do? Made me think of <laughs> what I try to do after I pray is just kneel there and try to hear him. Yep, and um, it makes you want to know more and experience more. You want to hear more of that song, don't you? You want to go towards it. Now I want you to, um, there's this next song. I don't have it on my playlist, so I have to look it up. <laughs> my kids wish I had it on my playlist, but I don't. Okay. This isn't even the... Okay, so. Makes me want to turn it off. <laughs> I don't really like listening to that. It's, <laughs> but when I hear that, I want to just um, run. I don't feel um, my heart is just depressed and I don't want to hear more of that. And one thing that my kids say and the reason why i chose that that band it was nf is that they don't swear in their stuff but i don't like their um and they my kids will tell you they don't swear and they have really good meaning in their songs but to me i always tell them i don't want that in my house i don't want to hear that in my house because of how it makes my heart feel. I cannot handle um, having 
listening to that because it depresses my heart so much that I don't want to go forward. I don't want to, um, to get more. I don't want to experience more because it's so depressing to what it does to my spirit. And so this week, I want you to take your journal and I want you to think about different times, different things that you're going to experience throughout the day. And I want you to write down the contrast of what your heart is doing. Is it leaping forward or is it being pulled back? Now, all of those examples that I gave you, you saw the difference between the high and you saw the difference between the low. The big thing is, is what do we do with those moments that are in between? Those are going to be the ones that are really, really hard to understand. We can, we can get to where the high and we have the low. But how can we fine tune it to be able to hear it in the center? By you taking this time this week to go through each of these, you will start to fine tune what your heart is telling you. You know, uh, I, I know how to muscle test and there's a lot of things in, you know, that we can find out because it's talking about when we muscle test, if it's good, then we hold strong. If it's not good, then we are weak. But the thing that I tell people is muscle testing is only a tool to get to our heart because anything else that we use to be able to um, that we are using to get that we are using to find answers can be deceived by the adversary. But Liz, yes, uh huh. You, you, you said that the good is holding strong, but the weak was what? The weak it it depresses us. It pushes us back. It pushes us down. We don't. Um, you know, it's like we don't want to go forward. Okay, thank you. But our heart will not lead us astray. And so during this time, as President Nelson said, we have to have the constant guidance of the Holy Ghost. We have to in order to survive. Well, I feel that the only way that we are going to be able to survive is the Holy Ghost speaking to our heart that's the only way because the distractions of what's going on in our mind will be so big that we have to push that aside and go straight to our heart and what our heart is telling us so anyways that is the class for today um hopefully you guys had learned some stuff and um and then you take this lesson and um Right here it says in Doctrine and Covenants 8-2, Yea, behold, I will tell you in your mind and in your heart. So take that to um, and get to work this week and try to implement that into your life because that is going to be what is going to save us for these last days is to be able to really understand what our heart is saying to us. Does anybody else have anything that they would like to add? I listened to Elder Bednar's talk to, I was probably CES, he was talking to teachers last night, and what he, basically what he said was, don't worry about, um, uh, just like you said at the beginning of the class, he's always speaking to you. You always have uh, open revelation if you're living your, co your covenants. Uh, concentrate mm -hmm. on what you did to make the spirit leave. And I think well, by listening to our heart, we can tell with that music when the, when the spirit was there and when the spirit left. We can feel that. And those things that are making the spirit leave, we'll know that within our heart. We'll know that.
because we'll feel it. So this week, get fine-tuned with your heart. Oh, you're welcome. I'm glad that you guys took the time to come, and I know there's going to be other people that are listening to the recording that couldn't make the live class. But, you know, I just feel that if we all use our gifts and our talents, then we can bless so many different people's lives. And if there's anybody you want to join into the class, um, they can still get on and sign up for it, and then they'll still get the recordings available. So I just know that if the more light that we shine, then the better that our, that we can all be. So um, I think I probably need to say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. But thank you for coming, and I'll see you guys next Monday at 10 o'clock. Thank you, Liz. I appreciate it. It came just in time. <laughs> I'm glad, Debbie. I'm glad. And will you send out a link? Yes, I will send out the link. It's will you send out a link every week? Yes. Yes, and it it is actually going to be it is going to be the exact same link every single week. But I will send out a reminder of that link. All right. All right. See you guys next week. Thank you. Thank you. Do you want to take your search for light to a higher and more meaningful way? Visit me at yourjourneyofhealing.com where you can find more info on courses, retreats, and virtual mentoring. If you'd like to book me to speak at your upcoming conference, retreat, or get-together, send me a message. You can follow me at Facebook under Liz Watt or Instagram under Liz Hills. Let's share this podcast so we can make this world a brighter place. I'll see you on the next episode because you are important, you are needed, and you, my friend, 